This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. As always, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Remember, for all of your wagering needs, you want to go to the. Highly uh, informative, uh, very up-to-date Bet Rivers app for all your wagering needs. And remember, it's Bet Rivers in New Jersey and New York and Play Sugar House in Connecticut. And we have a lot of interesting things coming up as we head towards the football season. We'll get you ready for that as we go on. One thing I want to mention before we uh, get to the stuff today, Um, for a couple of... uh, Weeks ago, maybe it was a week ago, maybe it was a little longer. Um, there was this confusion about me making an appearance. Uh, and then there was this thing about, uh, there was an advertisement uh, saying that uh, I would be charging for uh, autographs. Um, I was not aware that that was the case when I agreed uh, through a third party to do the um, the event. Um, there was a miscommunication I don't charge fans for pictures or autographs, never have, never will. Um, so um, I Play America was the uh, people who do the events. They do these these shows and everything. Uh, they're still getting calls and they're still uh, having people trying to purchase tickets. So um, not through any fault of theirs, not through any fault of their uh, marketing Companies, Ultimate Sports Marketing, or I Play America. This is just a misunderstanding. Uh, it was a third party that reached out to me, and they didn't explain exactly what was going on. Um, so I just thought it was a regular appearance. I didn't realize that there was any uh, signing or me signing or charging people, you know, $50 for an order. I would never do that. So the bottom line is uh, the event's off. But people are still calling about it, and people have bought tickets to it, and they're upset. It's don't, don't blame the people, the promoters, or anything else. It was just a misunderstanding. That's all. So uh, there won't be an event. But you know what? Uh, I'll be doing a couple of events through the football season, and they'll be free to the public, so you can come visit if you want when, when we announce those. Uh, through Bet Rivers, we'll be doing a couple. So when we do, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a chance, okay? Um, we get ready to start the second half. Well, not, you know, all right. Theoretically, the second half, it's already way past the midway point. Uh, we get ready to uh, get back in action after the All-Star break. And I tell you, you realize these last couple of days, especially when you're, you're around more like I am now than I would have been in the past when I was so busy, um, you miss baseball. Baseball is like, something you know you don't have to turn it on every night but it's there every night and it's a great companion and it really is i mean it's something to put on and now during you know this very very serious strike that's going on where 
if you have a favorite show, you might, if you have a show that's on the, you know, network agenda for next year, it might not be, might not happen this year. And if you have a series you like, it might not happen this year because the writer's strike, which now has been supported by other unions, um, this could go on for a while. This is a very big deal. And not only that, it affects a lot of people. You know how many people make a living in secondary or tertiary fashions off movie sets, off promotions? I'll give you a perfect example. All right? They were going to do a lot of big promotions for the Oppenheimer movie, which I will be talking about because I'm going to go see it. Um, the actors now are not allowed to promote the movie. So there's no, there's not going to be any, you know, first nights. There's not going to be any grand premieres or anything else or any interviews from, from the actors. They're not allowed to promote the, the movie now. So uh, you, and there's no voiceover work now. But think about all the other stuff, the people who work on these sets, the unions that work around these sets, then the transportation people who work all around these sets, the food people who cater all these events, and it impacts so many different industries. This is a wide-ranging deal. It really is. And for you as a consumer of television, uh, you will see, and movies, you will see that uh, you won't have your favorite show. If you're looking for your favorite show to come back in October or November, it's not coming back this year. It might not come back to January. It might not come back at all. That's what's going on right now with this strike. So uh, a lot of stuff has been shut down. I had even started working on a project with somebody, a sports project, and we had to shut it down until after the, because he's in the, in the writers' union. Now, I'm in SAG after anyway. So, uh, but um, he had to shut it down from a writer's standpoint. They, they, they had to go out on a picket line. So we weren't able to do the work we were starting to do. So uh, I'm not telling you about that yet. We'll tell you about it in the future. It's not, we're not ready to tell you about it yet. But it will be an interesting project when we do. Um, there's a lot of buzz now. The Angels are saying they will consider offers for Atani, but they are going to want the sun, the moon, and the stars for Atani. Just understand that. Plus, he's going to want an incredible amount of money and even more to come to the East Coast. You're going to hear about the Yankees. You're going to hear about the Mets. You're going to hear about that. Soto is a much easier get. Number one, he doesn't have the bring the interest that Atani brings. Number two... The Padres are in a bad way because they lost a huge revenue stream when one of their big TV deals fell apart. One that they had already spent the income on on these high-priced players. So they are looking to move. Soto. Now, the Yankees need a left-handed bat. The Mets could use a big bopper. I can't see the Mets sit idly by and let the Yankees get a Tani. I think they would do everything they could. Now, remember, it's not like they can just buy him. They can't do that. It's not legal. They can't just turn around to the Angels and write him a blank check. Okay, I think that doesn't, you're not allowed to do that. So if you could, he would. You can't do that. But I still think A, so is, is much more. Uh, obtainable 
and you know that there's heavy rumors. And I've heard these rumors from people on the West Coast that I uh, trust in baseball that the Padres stars do not get along. Okay, so they have a bunch of stars. We know that. But there is a lot of talk that they don't get along. And that's why with that and the economic issues that they now have, uh, they would be willing uh, they would be very willing to make a move. I don't think there's any question about that. And that'll be very interesting to see which where that goes. And I think he is the, Juan Soto is the more logical guy to be traded. Now, remember, he's 24 years old. Yes, he's got a big contract. And you say he's having a bad year. Hey, on the Yankees, other than Judge, he'd be having the best year by so much, it's not even worth discussing. He's got a 900 OPS. He's got 15 homers and 47 ribbies after a bad start. All right, that's after a bad start. All right, he's got a 420 on base percentage. The Yankees don't have anybody who has a 300 on base percentage. He's got a 420 on base percentage because he walks so much. So this guy could hit 25 homers in the second half or 20 homers in the second half without blinking at Yankee Stadium. And he's 24 years old. He is highly attractive and I think imminently more gettable than Atani will be. I think that's a lot more heavy lifting. But we'll see how it plays out and it will be something that you got a chance to... Because let's be honest, they both need a left-handed big bat. And the Yankees need it desperately. You know, one of the big issues for the Yankees is they don't have anybody to bat leadoff. They don't, you know, Volpe's not a leadoff hitter. Under any, you know, LeMay would be the guy, but, you know, right now you can't put him there with the on base. I still would put him there and see if it wakes him up rather than put Torres there. Torres is the other logical guy to put there, and I don't like Torres there. He's not a little hitter either, but he's got at least a representative on-base percentage that's in the threes. On the Yankees, there's only two guys that are in the threes, Rizzo and, and, and Torres, other than Judge. This is all other than Judge, of course. Other than Judge. It's always other than Judge. And when does Judge come back? Who knows? Rest is the only answer. They can't do anything to fix it. And if they don't, and they're told time and time again that if you do not wait for this and you push him early, he may have it forever. If not, it will go away for sure. So you have to be patient. Will he play again this year? I'm sure he will. Will he play before September? I don't know that. So the Yankees uh, open up in Colorado with Radon on the mound tonight in his second start. And the Mets will host the Dodgers who obviously have slid back into first place and they're thinking big things in the second half. And who also will be very involved for a time. I still think he's more logically to be traded after the season. It makes more sense. Now we understand that they understand now it sounds like they don't plan on re-signing him. They don't think they can. So you would think the West Coast teams led by the Dodgers have a better chance. But, hey, the Yankees and Mets have money, and they have 
always are in in the mix. So you would expect both of them and the Dodgers to be in the mix for these big bats. But I just think the Padre deal is an easier easier lift and an easier deal. Your emails when we return. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send the emails. As always, uh, when Mon sends them to me, I don't look at them till the show. Uh, so sometimes I may have gone over a current event that was asked in the email. So it could be something we uh, double back on because uh, I don't look at them beforehand. All right, here we go. And starts us off. You mentioned on a recent podcast that nobody ever tunes into a game solely for the announcing crew. Never. Um, and I fully agree. With that said, why are some of these NFL announcers paid such ridiculous sums of money if they don't impact the ratings at all? It's a very good question. Um, there is the idea of packaging your event to sponsors, packing your big announced team as the face of your franchise, of your network, as your signature crew. And they believe that's good for business, good for affiliate business. And remember, networks answer to affiliates. They keep affiliates happy. And they answer to sponsors. And... The idea of that is the reason why. Does it help in terms of ratings? The answer is no. And I've made this, and I would bet anybody any amount of money on this because I know this is a proven fact. You could put any crew on any game, and it would not impact it. Nobody turns the game on for the announcers. The game is now. I'm not saying that in the old days the Giant fan didn't like it better when he heard that Matt and Summerall were doing their game. Fine, that's true. I, I think I didn't say there wasn't an appreciation sometimes with certain announcers. What does it affect the ratings? The answer is no. Never does. But there are secondary and tertiary factors involved, like prestige, like selling the package, selling it to sponsors, signage, all that stuff. So there's a, there's a lot there. But does it affect the ratings? The answer is absolutely no. Dan asks, one of the big things in sports now is making lists. Top fives, top tens, best this, best that. Have you ever thought about putting out such lists? No. I think they're really, I think people do that when they don't have anything else to talk about. It is the easiest thing to do, and I think the really most boring thing to do, okay? Oh, I'm, we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you, you know, I'm going to give you my five best NBA players of all time. Who cares? So we're going to debate whether Jordan or Bill Russell's number one. We're going to debate whether Will Chamberlain uh, is in the top three or in the top five. Or uh, where is uh, LeBron versus Michael? And I was like, hey, we all know the guy's going to be mentioned in the top five are going to be great players. They're going to be all-time immortal players. We all know that. What, you know, ranking them, hey, it's mindless stuff. So do I like that stuff? No, I don't think it's I, – I don't really think it's very interesting, to be honest with you. And I never am drawn to lists. Uh, 
So I think there must be some people who are drawing the list because there are a lot of lists that are out there. But I don't, I, I'm personally not drawing the list. I'm really not. Doesn't really interest me. Uh, Mark asks, how on earth can the obviously uh, very brilliant Mark Cuban give a player like Kyrie that contract? Um, he was stuck. He was stuck. He got boxed in. I don't think he wanted to. I don't think his star wanted him to re-sign Kyrie. I think they rue the day that they lost Brunson and they've blamed it on everybody, including Brunson's father and this and that. But the bottom line is, listen, they didn't value Brunson like they should have. They made a colossal mistake. And Cuban, it just shows you. See, I am not a big... A lot of people are going crazy for the Porzingis move to the Celtics. How much that's going to help the Celtics. I don't like it. Because I think that Porzingis is a guy who ruins teams. I think he hurts cultures. I think he is an unhappy guy who doesn't make teams better. I think he ruins teams. And a perfect example is him being shipped out of Dallas. Listen, Cuban is the all-time player's owner. He gives his players everything. He gives them every creature comfort. He does anything for them. He loves his players. He loves being around his players. His players love him. The bottom line is, if you're going to deal a guy because he doesn't, because you can't stand him, it just tells you something. Look at all the teams Porzingis has been on. No one says he's not talented. But he doesn't fit what they want him to do. They want him to do the things Horford's done. He's not going to do that. He's not the player Horford is, defensively or offensively. He's a different player. He's not going to fill that bill. I think it turns out to be a negative for the Celtics in the long run. I really do. Like, what if uh, Barkley decides to not play without a contract to his liking? Would it ruin the season for the Giants? Would sure ruin it for Barkley. I don't think that's a wise move by Barkley. Listen, Barkley has to realize that, unfortunately, he's in a very rough spot right now. Running backs don't get paid. They don't get valued. It's just a... Is it an unfair thing? Well, in some cases, yes, but the position has been changed radically. Where teams want to have two running backs, both young, who are interchangeable, and then a third guy who is your third down guy in the package. He can block or he can catch a pass. Uh, he's, you know, a wonderful guy who can ha show versatility in the different routes. You can place him in different slots in the offense. That's the way teams want to do it, which is why guys like Cook, who are really productive, productive players, aren't getting paid. Barkley's not alone in this regard. It's not like somebody's treating Barkley that way. Do the, do the Giants fall apart without Barkley? No, they don't. I don't think you fall apart without a running back.
Sammy, there has been some talk about a move for Soto. We've desperately needed another left-handed hitter who can play the outfield. But since Otani is also a power hitter, uh, who would you have him go after? Well, we've already gone through this. But I think that obviously Otani has other things. He's going to be more costly even than the big Soho contract. He's going to be astronomically expensive. I don't like the sideshow stuff of it. I don't. I, I would rather they go them. They have starting pitching. I would rather they go in the Soto. I would rather they go for Soto, which will be less expensive in contract, less expensive in what they have to give up. I would rather they do that because I think San Diego really wants to deal him. I would like that move myself. You know, in this Atani thing, you know, uh, there's this video or something where, that I did back in 2017 where, you know, guys who like to, you know, catch me in something and get, you know, if I say something that turns out to be 100% right, you never see the video. If I say something that they think they can get me on, they play gotcha. Um, I made a comment about Atani when he hadn't even come, you know, he wasn't even, I hadn't even seen him play yet. What I said was I didn't want to pay the guy a fortune until I saw him play. That was it. I hadn't seen him play yet. I don't think anybody would say he's not good, but I still don't like the feel of it. And the people who say he's already better than Babe Ruth, I don't get it because you know what? How about standing the test of time for a while first? Babe Ruth didn't do it for a year or two. So let's let it happen for a while first. I don't know how long this is good. I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know what it does to teams because I think it's almost kind of a sideshow at times. And it's also going to affect your salary structure dramatically. So I'm not knocking him. I mean, what he's done now this year has been sensational. No one can say it's not. I mean, it'd be silly to say that. But the Video that people keep coming back to was in 2017, I think. It was in either in 17 or 18. It was one, it was long before I left the fan. So it was a long time ago now. He, and the point was should the Yankees give up a ton of money when no one has seen him yet? And I was not a fan of that. I just don't believe in paying players a fortune that way. And it was a lot of money they had a post at the time. It was in the hundreds, you know, it, well, I think it was less than 200 million, but it was a lot of money. So that was the take I had was that, I, hey, how about we wait till we see the guy play? Not that he's, I was saying he wasn't going to be good. I had never seen him play at that time. Andy from Charlotte, you keep saying Volpe's not a leadoff hitter. He's not. Uh, he's not right now. Anyway, you can't be a leadoff hitter. With his approach, you can't be a leadoff hitter when you're on base percentages in the 280s. And the Yankees don't have an ideal leadoff hitter. I agree with both. Would you bat? Who would you bat leadoff with the players currently on the roster? <sighs> the logical thing, the way they're going right now, would be to start Torres because his on base percentage at least is in the 30s. But I don't like him at leadoff. I would try to see if I could jumpstart LeMayu and put him in the leadoff spot. Because 
in his prime of what he brought to the team and especially what he brought to the Yankees early. LeMayu uh, was just, you know, he was just a tremendous player. I mean, think about how good LeMayu was when he first got here. Think about how impressed we were with LeMayu and how much better we thought he was. You know, really, we didn't even, uh, we were surprised how good he was. You know, that, that's, how, that's how impressive he was. He has really fallen off. You want to say it's injuries? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he has fallen off dramatically. And right now, as I've said to you, the Yankees don't have guys who have the numbers that you want for a leadoff. They don't have anybody. I mean, they're on base percentage guys. Rizzo's 348, and he's not a leadoff hitter. Torres is 325. He's not a leadoff hitter. LeMayo says 285, same as Volpe. Now, Volpe steals the base, but he doesn't walk. So they don't have a leadoff hitter. But I think I would run LeMayo in there and hope that he, you know, gets jump-started. But I freely admit that the Yankees just don't have, don't have a leadoff hitter. Jonathan, uh, did the Jets overpay Williams on the four-year $96 million deal with $66 million guaranteed? The answer is no. Um, he hit the market at the right time. He comes off a tremendous year. He's the right age. He caught the contract at the right time, which got him not only a $96 million deal, but $66 million of it guaranteed, which is the key. Okay, when you look at the NFL contracts, look at the first number, but always go to the guaranteed number. That's the key. And he got $66 million guaranteed, but let's be honest. He is one of the best players at his position in the sport. He's coming off a career year. He's getting better. He's coming into his mature years at the right time, playing the right way. I don't think he was overpaid. Now, a lot of Jet fans talk up their defense, and I like the Jet defense a lot. And I think the Jet defense is a top, I should say this because every year defenses are different because you have to have guys step up. I think the Jets have the making of a top five defense. They need to have guys step up at the edge positions on defense. They have to have guys at defensive end be more consistent players, play more plays, be more consistent. I like the key guys in their units. They have one key guy to critically anchor each level of the defense. They need to be better on the edges, no question about it. But they have the making, and when you have that and have the makings of a really explosive offense, and understand this about the Jets, this is why I am very high on them. I'm very worried about their coaching staff being able to lift its game to the level that this quarterback will lift his game. And wonder about 
them in game planning. I wonder about them in sideline communication. I wonder about them in handling the situations they have to handle now that they get a lot of attention. And I am completely against, and I understand, the only reason I haven't attacked them for getting, for going on hard knocks is it's my understanding they did not want to go on and they were told they had to. Well, I think it's the worst thing that could have possibly happened to them in how they are going to go about their business this year. It would have been so much better if they could low-key this to some extent because they're going to get, naturally get, an incredible amount of attention. And what makes this team so exciting is this. They are undergoing as big a leap at the quarterback position, I think, that any team has ever undergone. They are going from a absolute nothing at the position to now one of the premier players at the position in the history of the sport. And I don't think, I think Rodgers was very unhappy last year. I think he sulked. I think he didn't have his head in the game. And I think he will rebound dramatically this year and have a very, very big season. I'm talking about a season where he's in the running for the MVP. I believe he will be a top five NFL quarterback this year without any question. And maybe higher than that. Maybe top three. I think he's going to have a special year. I think he's still got a lot left. I just think he was very unhappy with what was going on last year. And you can understand why. There are things that concern me about this team. Coaching concerns me about this team. I want to know that they're healthy at certain positions. I want to know that they're going to be improved on the offensive line, which is critical. They could have a really, really terrific run this year. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to this football season. The Giants are going to be better, but they could be better and not take a step forward in their record. Because last year they overachieved. And they won some games they probably shouldn't have won, but they got great coaching. They got great leadership out of their defensive coordinator. And they got some terrific play out of guys that you didn't think they were going to get great play out of. Football right around the corner. Training camps will be open. Veterans will be in within 10 to 12 days. Rookies will be in in a week. Football is almost upon us. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 